Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, our friend Bob Costas is leaving NBC Sports after 40 years. I'm Tony Kornheiser. New stat boy? Yeah, I think Bob's got a little bigger calling than that. I'm not saying he doesn't, but as an interim, as an interim, until he finds out what he wants to do. Well, see, that chair has been empty now for about five years. Wouldn't right? you love him to be with us every day and be stat boy? I don't no, enjoy I love it. him to be with us every day. And be Bob what? Costas. Me? And be me? Well, be you? I, you said that. Over there. I, you know, over there. Stat boy. Come on now. Long Island's own Bob Costas. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Warriors blow out the Nuggets. Beacon. LeBron needs more time off, and the White Sox make a surprising offer for Manny Machado. But we begin today with a rather stunning announcement that Alabama's Jalen Hurts will become a graduate transfer quarterback at, wait for it, the University of Oklahoma. Hurts will play for Lincoln Riley, who has coached the two most recent Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks back to back, Baker Mayfield, Kyla Murray. Wilbon, this is a big deal. What do you make of it? That Lincoln Riley must have some horse whisperer qualities of his own. That while listening to these pitches, and there had to be several, there had to be some intriguing ones and some attractive ones. Well, there was Maryland where Mike his, Loxley is taking over the coach. His offensive coordinator is going yes. to be the head coach at Maryland. Florida State, Miami. But, you know, you look at Baker Mayfield and you look at Kyler Murray, and obviously Jalen Hurts did that. He knows he had a chance, a solid chance to get back in the big action, maybe even get a shot at his old team, yes. Alabama, yes. in there. He might get a shot at Clemson. He, he, I mean, you're on the big stage, and he, of course, has to have enough hubris, having gone 26 and, and, two, two, and two as a starter, and one to say, Coach, you know what? If you plug me in, I'm a better passer already. You're going to coach me up even more. Let's saddle up. So this is the most intriguing thing to me, because you've sat here a number of times, and you've said to Jalen Hurts, as other people have said, we can't pass well enough to be in the NFL. He's not any kind of passer, although his career He's got 324 pass attempts at Alabama. He's got three picks. That's pretty good. But if Lincoln Riley, if he unveils this kid in September and he can suddenly pass at 55 or 60 percent. better this year, Tony. So you know what? He was better when he stepped in there for Alabama this year. So let me tell you the two things that happened. One is that from that point on, every high school quarterback in the country wants to play for Lincoln Riley Riley at Oklahoma and two Every pro team says to Lincoln Riley, you come over here, son. We'll give you a deal. Now, let me ask a third question, which is a little less chesty. Is it going to matter that much? Are they going to be that great? Is Jalen Hurts going to be great in that situation? Or is Oklahoma going to go eight and four and want to fire Lincoln Riley? He's an unquestioned leader. No question. He may not be a great passer. He's an unquestioned leader. You need to be a better passer to make this work at that level, to me. I'm suggesting that. Let's move to another story about a star athlete changing teams, even though we don't know exactly where he's going yet. Buster Olney says there is an offer out there to Manny Machado. The question is whether $175 million over seven years from the White Sox is good enough for the star shortstop to jump. Back in October, it was presumed that Machado and Bryce Harper were going to be receiving offers between $300 and $400 million. But that ain't the case so far. Tony, what do you think of a total dollar figure that's so much lower than we were led to believe all summer and fall? I've got to say that I was taken aback by it. I mean, there is, a, there is an offer from the Nationals on the table for Bryce Harper for $300 is this still million on the over table? 10. Yes, it's, it's okay. never been taken. All right. But I was taken aback by this because you've heard me say a number of times, I actually think Machado is a better, slightly better player yeah. 
than Bryce Harper. And since the 400 million figure was out there, we thought it was out there. Maybe this is just agent talk. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I can, I can look at you and say, we probably don't know anything about this. I don't think there's any collusion out there, but I do see last year's free agent market and this year's free agent market appearing to have a market correction, right? It's going down. Let's go back to some yesterday conversation. J.D. Martinez, a total beast. Great year. He didn't sign until February 21. And those numbers that were bandied about for him were, I don't know, $60, $70 million higher than he wound up signing for. And you, Darvish, February 13. Those were two of the top guys. So, look, let me just say this. Everybody wants to talk about this being some lowball figure. Giancarlo Stanton, yeah, $325 million, 13 years. It's still an average of $27 million. But Chato's offer is an average of $27 million. Teams are not obligated to pay somebody until they're 40 years old and get no return on the last five years. When I first heard this, I thought the most surprised guy in America besides Machado would be Bryce Harper. Now I wonder if it's Scott Boris. Now I wonder if, if baseball is saying to Scott right? Boris, we're not in that fast lane anymore. We're not in You it. mentioned something real quickly. You said, are people just talking to agents? We were reporters once upon a time. We both had hair. Yeah. Didn't we talk to agents all the time? Yes. Yeah. Sure. And less so general managers and club executives, but them too. We now move to the Golden State Warriors telling the world, hey, we're still the Golden State Warriors. (laughs) Wilbon, yesterday you sat here, you said nobody's afraid of the Warriors anymore. Well, Denver ought to be. (laughs) Golden State threw 51 points at Denver in the first quarter. That's the highest first quarter in Hello NBA history. And they finished with 142 points, 31 more than Denver at Denver. What do you have to say now? Nothing is nothing. This is good. It was a great performance. A great performance out of 82 doesn't mean anything yet. The, the, the Golden State Warriors are going to have to string those together like they did in past years to have everybody afraid of them. Now, I know you weren't up watching the postgame, but was I was not. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry essentially stepped to the mic and they said, this is nice. We haven't done this all year. We got a long way to go. That's, I'm just echoing that. I, I don't want to echo it. I knew they were going to say that, and I knew that's the way they would feel. The West is tough. Yeah. And if the Golden State Warriors play like this for three of the next four weeks, they turn it on for a while, people will be afraid again, but not tonight. I'm going to give you another quote. This is from Kevin Durant. I think they know who we are. So if you're going to talk about a phrase like statement game, and I don't like that to use one. that. that was I would say this yes. was by the Golden State Warriors yes. a statement game. And in a very short period of time, they're going to get Boogie Cousins on that team. And they're going to be able to start Draymond Green, Boogie Cousins. Friday, Friday night. Uh, Thompson, Curry, but Durant. Step back. You've never seen they a team like that. they got to them. That's hard. It's hard. They're the best team. Tony, look, I tweeted last night without benefit of Kevin Durant's quote. They're putting people on notice with this game. They shot but, but, 60% oh, Tony, in the it's game. It's one game. Nobody does Usually that. Usually you sit here and you say to me, you're getting all excited over one game in January. Yeah. We know what the Warriors can do. How long can they do it in this field with this Western Conference having only one bad team, Phoenix? I'm putting you on notice. You said nobody's afraid of them Not and they yet. can't separate anymore. Not yet. Last night, they separated. From one neophyte team. Last night, they Let's Don't see. call them neophytes. They're they were neophytes. second in the conference. Denver had, name a Denver Nugget. David Thompson. I, I thought that's where you Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah check please for him. <laughs> the neophyte team. Tony. Let's move 340 miles south to the anxiety of the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron. LeBron's agent, Rich Paul, told this network that he'll be out at least two more games trying to rehab his injured groin. And so he would miss Thursday night at OKC and Saturday at Houston. Tone the Lakers in the tie for eighth 
in the previously mentioned loaded Western Conference. Is LeBron's prolonged January absence a big deal, little deal, or no deal? So let me refer first to a quote from the current Lakers coach, Luke Walton, after practice. He said of LeBron, quote, he didn't do the up and down stuff with the rest of the team. Mm. So that sounds to me <laughs> like, like Andrew Luck, like Andrew Luck, well, he's not actually gripping an NFL ball yet. Because if you say to me, if it's two games, I'll tell you it's a little deal. Right. But if you say to me, he's not doing the up and down stuff, I say to you, basketball is the up and down stuff. So then it becomes a big deal. I think it's a big deal anyway. Because Tony, the margin of error is so small in that conference. I just mentioned that there were, was one bad team. And the Suns aren't even that bad anymore. No, they are bad. But down through the Dallas Mavericks, they can beat you. They can beat the Lakers. They have beaten the Lakers. Okay. Lakers, I think, are 24 and 21. They're not bad. They're not bad off right now. They're 20 and 14 with LeBron. Okay. They're with four LeBron. and seven overall. without Yeah, but LeBron. you gotta, you got to weigh the games without LeBron okay. if he ain't out there. Right. So my point is it's a big deal because, Tony, how many games do you get to lose and still make the top eight? You don't want to be seventh or eighth having to play Golden State in the first round. So and they don't even want to play Denver in the they're first round. They're about to go four and nine without LeBron because they're going to lose at Oklahoma City and they're going to lose at, at Houston. Houston. They're yeah. going to lose both yeah, of those you're right. games. We begin, when you pay attention, as you do more than I, but when anybody pays attention, you begin counting victories February 1st. I agree that's with that. The day, that's the day when you start so counting. You think if they he's can back get enough by of them. Yes, if he's back, he's that good, of course. He's we know that he's good. that good, but... I, I expect him to be back by then. You know what? January if he's out five or six games, you, gotta re, you better reassess. Not yet. All right. You better reassess on Golden State, my friend. <laughs> the University of Virginia had no problem with number Woo! nine Virginia Tech last night. Beat down. Virginia Tech went into Charlottesville allowing only 57 points a game, and they went home to Blacksburg allowing 81. And that is 81 to Virginia, a patient and selective team. UVA is now 16-0. and Wilbon, your wife went to UVA. Yep. You love UVA. I do. Not as much as Northwestern, but you love them. I do. But do you have trouble trusting them after what happened in the tournament last year? Yes. Yes. Because, look, let, let me say all the great things people are talking about with UVA right now. They're deeper. DeAndre Hunter has emerged as a great big-time player. You know, they got Braxton Key, gives them some depth. Is it Kehi or Kehi Clark? Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy are the Wittenberg and Lowe. Or the Amaker and Dawkins of this Everybody generation. knows that from, from the ACC. No, they're just, they're great. It's a great backcourt. But, but you there's something I don't know, and I can't know until they get in there in a single elimination situation. What's the psyche? What's the mental and emotional makeup? Are those things more important than the fact that they can score 81 now? And two or three years ago, they couldn't do that easily. So th- there's that one thing that's hanging out there, the boogeyman. Do you disagree? Uh, no, I, I mean, I think if you go to UVA, what you're hoping for is to be a number two seed, not a number one seed, because you don't want to face that again. But I also think this. I think they'll get out there as a number one seed against a 16 and win by 45 points. I think this was a one-shot deal. I don't think 16s are going to beat ones, and I don't think they're going to beat Virginia. Right. Virginia last year, and I heard this today because I was talking to Jay Billis on my own podcast. He said, remember this. They were 17-1 in the ACC. It's a really good conference last year. Then they won the ACC tournament, so that's 20-1. and They're 4-0 right now. They're 24-1 in a very good conference, yeah. and I don't think they're going to lose in the first round, although everyone's going to watch. Let's take a it's break. Coming up, we will ask Steve Young whether he'd rather be Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady on Sunday. We'll also ask him whether he expects the Rams and Saints rematch to look like their first game. Don't you say you got to see Harden do it in May? Don't you say that? James Harden? Yeah. Yes, I do say that. Uh-huh. He does it all the other months. Yes. So how did we get on that? How did we like segue Virginia. into that? Same, similar. No, 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 no. Oh, no, yeah. No, no. Oh, no, yeah. Harden's repeatedly lost early. Virginia's lost. 
An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously, because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. The AFC and NFC Championship games are just days away, so it's a good time to bring in someone who's played in one or two more than I have, Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young. And we're going to start with essentially a toss-up. Entering the AFC Championship game between the Patriots and the Chiefs, would you rather be 23-year-old Patrick Mahomes with all of the energy and the physical tools of that age or 41 like Tom Brady with all of the experience and knowledge of the game. I know, that he's he has. Answer. I know the answer, but I'm going to shut up. Now. You know the answer because I I'm going to say I want to be. I want to be in the middle like I want to have all the physicality but I want all the experience but Patrick Mahomes there's a glint in his eye for a reason because he's so young he doesn't ha- he's not overwhelmed with all the information that's going to come in this offseason I mean he's going to have to go learn re- learn a bunch of new information that dad is going to pour in and he's going to like everybody they get a little bit overwhelmed right now it's just clear like I don't have too much to worry about and he's so physically gifted and the idea that he can sit back and he gets this play call and he gives him all this op- optionality the glint in Patrick Mahomes eyes like you cannot stop me i'm the guy that has the legs i have the arm and i have the coach and i have the players i'm like you know aaron aaron Rodgers would be able to do this that's the kind of physicality that he has and so to me it's i, I can see why he's so excited and why tom is excited he's like he's still out there and he can still do it so it's a, it's a great matchup a lot of fun and uh uh you know but patrick oh i i, I i'm not jealous much i really not i, I don't like oh i'm jealous of that. i'm jealous Patrick Mahomes. I want to be that guy sitting there with all that, all the people around him, and Andy coaching, and uh, all the great players, and running that offense. That's that's awesome. Which way are you leaning, Patriots or Chiefs? I think the home team right now. Uh, you know, the Chiefs. To me, where do you, where do you think you can hold them back? How do you think that you can slow them down? How do you, they're just going to keep coming? And, that, and if that defense can slow, I mean, to, I just think that's the matchup: is the defensive lines in both games. Which defensive line can be more effective? And I think the home team has the advantage because of the noise and because of the, the nature of the game. I just That's to me, the, both games come down to defensive lines, and that's why I give them the, the, the odds to the home teams. Can we get the big boy ball? Big boy ball is NFC ball. Enough. Enough with the AFC. Can we get to the real stuff? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Saints and Rams, Steve, do you expect to play out in that same high-octane way it played out earlier? You know, with what we saw last week, I thought Sean McVay was fun last week. He's like, look, I got, you think I'm high-flying, I'm going to score 50 points every week? I'm going to grind you into a fine dust. And that's what he did with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys were like, who are these guys? 200-yard rushers, and both of them have different uh, abilities. The guy comes out of nowhere, C.J. Anderson's like, who's What's going on here? That's Sean McVay. That's innovative in a way that you wouldn't think so. So he's got more tools to go with that I think is more interesting. I do not expect a... 50-50 game, you know, like you know, like the, we saw the Rams and Chiefs early in the year. But I do believe the defensive lines will show up and they'll be slower. I just wonder if Sean McVay is going to say, look, I want usually 12 possessions in a game. I want to reduce it to eight 
I'm going to run the football. I'm going to pound it. I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to run it into the end zone, not kick a field goal, run into the end zone, get seven, and slow this ball game down, put pressure on the Saints that maybe they can not have as many possessions and can't get it done in the long run. I just, I think Sean Bay's got a lot of options, but so does uh, Sean Payton. Uh, it'd be, look, this one I want to, this one is I will sit down, watch, I won't tape it, I'll be on live. It is a great game. I, am I hearing just a little bit of a lean to the Rams? Am I hearing that just a little? I always I said from the first game this year when they played the Raiders, if the Rams lose the Super Bowl, it will be their own fault, and they have their own fault here at the end of the, last, the end of the season has given they've given some weaknesses and a little blood in the water, and I think that's why they're that's why they're in New Orleans rather than in L.A. And so be, being in New Orleans, I think it's still the Rams, but I think that's tough. Yeah, again, defensive lines. If at halftime you're talking about Indomitian Sue and Aaron Donald, the Rams are going to be in pretty good shape. All right, so we'll get you out of here on this. And you mentioned uh, Sean McVay, who you knew as a kid because his grandfather was running the San Francisco 49ers when you were playing there. Everybody has gone out, almost everybody except one, and hired many McVays. Do you see McVay's success as mostly about play calling, or are there other aspects here that maybe some teams are overlooking? That's the retail angle, right? That's the play calling is what everybody sees, which is super important. But underneath it is a recognition that the it, NFL is quarterback-centric. Quarterback rules the day in the NFL. Now with the, we've talked about the, the, the rule changes that force that even more so. So this is a capitulation to the truth. It's an offensive ball game. Look at the four teams that are here today. Yes, defensives win championships. Not anymore. It is about offense because of the rule changes. And now they're finding the, the offensive innovators underneath it. Yes, play calling. But it's also from the top down, from the owner all the way down, we're going to make the job of quarterback easy as it possibly can be. And our whole organization is going to focus around making that job for that quarterback easier and better. And if we all do that, our defense will be better, we'll be more effective offensively, we'll be a better team, we'll, be, we'll win more games. And that's why they're picking these young, innovative offensive minds. Because they're not just saying, oh, just call some good plays. It's really a wholesale change in how the people look at the NFL and offense. If there's anything you should be jealous of, you should be jealous of that. You could have played well, 10 okay, more years. Well, I have a list of jealousies that I don't want to talk about <laughs> on TV, okay? But, <laughs> The RPO is another one. You tell me I can put the ball in the belly of the back and just wait and watch the safeties to see what they're going to do? I mean, come on, it's cheating. How many times I lined up in the in the shotgun in my career? No. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Wow. I watch these guys back there just commanding, looking around, doing all the RPO. I'm like, I remember when Robert Griffin broke in. I'm like, I want to do that. What, what, what are we doing? This is great. Oh, see, don't get me started. You know, you get me too, get me verklempt. Yeah, we got you started. Thank you, as always. Thank, Thank you, you so very Steve. much. Appreciate Steve. Thank it. You. Thank All you. right, guys. Let's take Thank one you. last break. Still to come. Did the Jaguars just give a hint that they're interested in Nick Foles? And which Celtics team will show up tonight against the Raptors? It's, it's really interesting that it's not that Steve could go out there and play again right now, but he would love to try because it's all tailored for him now. It's all tailored for him. Happy time. People happy 34th birthday, Joe Flacco. After getting hurt and subsequently replaced by Lamar Jackson, Flacco is done with the Baltimore Ravens. His resume includes a Super Bowl win and a 10-5 record in the playoffs. The Ravens would like to trade Flacco, and if I were Jacksonville, I would be on the phone right now, or maybe Denver or the Giants. If I'm Jacksonville, I'd be on the phone with some other people and another quarterback who also has a Super Bowl on his resume. We will get to that, I trust. 
Happy anniversary, Mark Sanchez, another quarterback. Yeah. On this day, eight years ago, Sanchez threw three touchdowns to stun the Patriots in Foxborough and lead the Jets to their second straight AFC championship Unbelievable. game. With the almost comic descent of Sanchez's career and his inability to escape the butt fumble, you may be stunned to find out that Mark Sanchez has more road playoff wins than Tom Brady. Four to three. That's stunning. And where were all these quarterback whisperers when Sanchez needed one? Why is his career over, essentially? Why? Because he can't play. But why, what do you mean he can't play? Four to three over Brady. You, you just, just said it. You just saw it this year when he got in the game. Oh, no, he can't play. Terrible. Happy trails to Kevin Anderson. The fifth-seeded South African bounced in the second round of the Aussie Uh-oh. Open Uh-oh. by 20-year-old American Francis Tiafo. Tiafo. Mike Tiafo is a local for he us, is. having grown up in Hyattsville, Maryland. Right here. Practiced diligently at the University of Maryland. Yeah. It's the biggest win of his career prior to this. His highlight was playing mixed doubles recently with Serena Williams against Roger Federer and Belinda Bencic. Tiafo currently 39th in the world. Okay, you and I pay an inordinate amount of attention to Tiafo. Right. Is this the time? Is the part? Is he crashing the party? We hope it is, but is it? But, huh? I don't know. American male tennis has not been very good for a long time. Right with this One error, Will Bonya divided 175 million by seven. You got 27 million a year. Yeah. It's no 25. Let's go to the big finish quickly. Crush the Timberwolves last night, as you said. Big deal? No, but they just needed to do that. They needed that win, the Sixers. Tiger will play at Torrey Pines, where he's won eight times on that course. You excited? Yes, I played it. You played it last week. I did. Yes. Great. Jaguars, Rough as you death. mentioned, hired John DeFilippo as their offensive yeah. coordinator. Why is that significant? Uh, there's a certain quarterback in Philadelphia I think he should want even more than your boy Flacco. Nets and Rockets tonight. How many for Harden? I'd say 41, but with the caveat that he shoots under 40%. I'm going to go higher. 45 for Harden. He shoots under 40%. Last one, Raptors and Celtics Ooh. tonight. I know you're excited. Who you Ooh. got? We got The Celtics need to rise up, as somebody used to say, and, and get themselves together the rest of this regular season starting tonight. We're out of time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Steve Watson, feel better. Shout out. What does Steve do? He did what I did. Oh.